Hey y'all, welcome back to Bubbles and Biz. Uh, This week is a super informative uh, episode and it's like right on time since we're kind of all just getting into the thick of tax season. Um, My guest is Damari Gold. She's the co-founder of Gold Standard Accounting and Tax Consulting. Um, And she really shares um, some really important things that we all need to know about. Um, Like just, it's just great. We talk about taxes, we talk about payroll, we talk about S-Corps or LLCs, we talk about tax planning, bookkeeping. Um, It's a great episode. And so I hope you enjoy. Grab a glass and let's chat. Welcome to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Hi, I'm Nicole Bernard and I'll be your host. I've been a small business owner for over 12 years, and I know how hard it is to market your business effectively. With all the tools out there, it can be confusing, and with all the tasks of running a business, it can be hard to find the time. In this podcast, I'll cover best marketing practices, essential tips and tricks to grow your business, and chat with other business owners to glean valuable information that they are using to crush their goals. So grab a glass and let's chat. Hey guys, and welcome back to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Um, This week's guest is going to be amazing because we'll be chatting about just relevant tax and accounting issues, which, you know, this time of year is perfect. Her name's Damari Gold, and she is the co-founder of the Gold Standard Accounting and Tax Inc. So thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, Yeah, we had to reschedule because we had sick kiddos, so I'm just excited to finally connect. I know. And when that day I was like waiting to have you on the, on the line so that I could pop my bottle. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Did you right. get to pop it? Did you already have it? Yeah. I drank without you. Good. No, you should have. <laughs> yeah. As you should have. <laughs> yes. It is the season. <laughs> yes, totally. Yeah. Like you said, it's your, um, your Super Bowl season. So is it kind of just crazy from now, like to the next two months is Pretty much. Yeah. February starts. We're already mid February. So yeah, this becomes like the thick of it. A lot of what a lot of people don't know is that corporations, if you're an S corporation or an LLC, a multi-member LLC, those tax returns are due March 15th. Oh, So yeah. So they're due before the individuals are due. So that's why we got to jam them out now. Yeah, no, I had no idea. I'm only a single member LLC. Thank goodness. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Makes it easier. Um, yeah. So before we dive in, um, did, I'd love to hear, you know, your story, how you, you know, got to be where you are. Have you always been in, you know, like the financial industry, like all of that fun stuff? Yeah. Um, so I started back in 2000. I mean, my, my accounting career started back in 2006. Um, but I've always been in the financial type industry. So I was in banking and then, um, I went into accounting, pursued a degree in accounting and then stuck with it in 2009 is when I had my opportunity to go into tax accounting, Mm. which is more specific. And ever since then, I've just really enjoyed tax accounting. It's, um, it's interesting because everything's just every year is different. Every time there's a challenge, I'm constantly learning. There's never a time where I'm like, Oh, this is so boring. And I, (laughs) I um, and you know, mundane. So there's always challenges and I'm a natural problem solver. So I think that that has really helped me just to enjoy the, you know, the overall industry. 
Yeah. So, and that's awesome. Um, my dad was in banking and he, he loved it too. Like I am not a numbers person. Like <laughs> you're on. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Like in college when I had a, like accounting, oh, I just remember him trying to help me with my projects and he was a smoker and he would just like chain smoke. Like, how do you not see it? Like the numbers are like right there. And I'm like, I don't see it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like I have to move it from this column to that column. Like what? <laughs> no, how does this work? Right. <laughs> awesome. I love that. So is the rest of the year like boring for y'all after this rush or how does that <laughs> No, happen? not at all. So we, um, we handle bookkeeping for, for clients as well. So we do have a bookkeeping side to our firm and we handle also tax notices. So throughout the year, normally right around June or July is when you start getting in those tax notices, either of audits or forms that are required, things that are missing and so on. So we stay fairly busy. I also, I'm a tax planner. I'm a tax advisor. So what that means is that and, and just so people know, you don't have to own a business to have a tax plan. Um, what it means is that if you find yourself in a place where you're constantly owing, you're not quite sure what to do, or if you're uh, not taking advantage of certain deductions, or just unsure of how to reduce your tax liability, or get you closer to not having to owe a significant amount, then tax planning is for you. Um, and it is for business owners as well, because you know you wanna be able to know, hey, it, can I make a purchase? Uh, what things will change my tax liability? I don't know about you, but for me, I don't like surprises and mm -hmm. a tax bill can, a huge tax bill can be a big surprise. And right. I don't think <laughs> if you don't want that, then tax planning is essentially for you. Yeah, I know that sounds amazing. Cause I, I feel like people listening, some might be like, not cringing, but almost being like, oh, I don't want to think about taxes. Yeah. Yet, you, know? <laughs> like, you don't, but then again, it's like, okay, do you want to have a surprise tax right, bill? Right. Do you want to be surprised and not know what you're going to owe? Um, so I rather, you know, I help people kind of get prepared for that and also find ways to legally, of course, using tax law, legally find those loopholes and the things that they can use to help them reduce their tax liability. Oh, I love that. That's That sounds amazing because yeah. <laughs> it seems less intimidating and overwhelming, you know, when you can kind of you have an idea of what to expect, you know? Yes, exactly. And I think that that's all it is. It's just a matter of us, you know, coming to the point where we're like, okay, we need to face this. Right. And regardless of how uncomfortable it is, as long as we do the work to try to help the situation, then of course we're going to have a better outcome. Yeah, totally. And can you help people nationwide or is it specific to where you are or how does that work? Um, no, no, nationwide. So the type of licensing that I have, I'm an authorized um, IRS like representative agent, not representative because I'm not an IRS agent, but we're called enrolled agents. Mm. And so what that is, is that we're allowed to represent clients for tax audits and all throughout the United States. Oh, so federally, awesome. it's all the same. Yeah. States are the only ones that differ. Okay. Perfect. Well, yeah, I'll make sure to include your link in the podcast notes in case anybody's like, uh, I need this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then I had one more question because you, when you mentioned um, the March 15th deadline, um, I've always heard, you know, people go back and forth about whether it's better to have like an S corp or an LLC, but I've never, I've just heard people talk about it and I've never 
done any further research. Mm -hmm. But anybody listening might also have heard that as being a business owner. Could you explain maybe the advantages or disadvantages of those? Definitely. So I personally do like S corporations and the biggest advantage um, is saving on self-employment tax. Mm. So there's 15.3% that you have as a, an LLC or single member LLC for self-employment. Now, half of that is deductible to you, but the other half is tax that you pay. So let's say, for example, you made a net profit of $100,000, then you would have a $15,300 um, liability. Half of that is deductible. The other, the other portion you actually have to pay in taxes. And what the other portion represents is Medicare and social security. So you're contributing to Medicare and social security. So right off the bat, if you made a hundred thousand dollars, you would be paying 7,650 in self-employment tax. Yeah, that's so, still a good bit of money. <laughs> yeah, it is. And with an S corporation, you don't, you're not subject to that tax. But oh, okay. the IRS knows that. So what they require is for you to be on payroll. Now, payroll works the same. So you're being taxed on self-employment tax, but you have to have what's called a reasonable wage. So let's say you want to pay yourself $50,000 as opposed to $100,000. Let's say your net profit is $100,000. You pay yourself $50,000. Now, at that point, on $50,000, you're going to be paying times 15.3%. And that's going to be half of that, right? So 7,650 divided by two. So 3,825. So you see how you can save yourself half of the other half. Yeah. So 3,825. And then the pass-through amount, which is the $50,000 that's left over, is not subject to any self-employment tax. It's just regular ordinary rates. So I know I gave you a lot of numbers and a lot of math, <laughs> but <laughs> my eyes are, it reminds me of accounting. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know. I know. But what you need to know is that basically having an S corporation saves you on that. Now, um, you still have the protections that an LLC provides for legal purposes. I'm not a lawyer, but I will say that you still have the same protections as long as you don't break what's called the, the corporate veil, which is using your uh, corporate accounts for personal reasons. Hmm. Um, but an S corporation does have quite a significant amount of advantages, more so than a single member LLC or a regular LLC. Um, it does depend on the person. So I highly recommend a consultation with a tax accountant or with us uh, before making that election so that you're very clear as to what things are required when you have an S corporation. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's super helpful. Thank you. Um, of course. <laughs> I, love, well, I know I'm just throwing a bunch of numbers and math at everyone. <laughs> right. Well, no, you explained it in a simple way, like an easy yeah. to digest way. So that's awesome. <laughs> awesome. Um, so I'm sure, you know, like you also said you do bookkeeping and let's, you know, a lot of my audience and myself as well, you know, like we're smaller or we're solo entrepreneurs or, you know, things like that. So we do a lot of our own bookkeeping. Like That's right. Do you, what's like the number one mistake that you see or like how, you know, how can we avoid that? Avoid. Well, avoidance is, is difficult just in the sense, because if you don't have any formal training, mm -hmm. then chances are you don't even know you're making mistakes. One of the sure. biggest things that we see is reconciliation. And what that means is that what you're saying, um, that everything that happened in your checking account 
based on the bank statement is reconciled to your bookkeeping. So you're saying, if I got $100, I reconciled $100 to my checking account and that marries correct. So a lot of people forget reconciliation and it's important because you could either overstate or understate things. And what that means is that you can be missing out on transactions because you didn't know to reconcile it to your bank account. And let's say you missed, um, let's say you missed a couple of uh, expenses. So unless you reconcile both of those things, you won't know that you missed expenses. Um, what we do also offer for anybody that's listening is we do offer QuickBooks online training. Mm-hmm. And what that is, is we'll sit with you. Or my partner actually does it, James, and he'll go over the books with you to see if you've done the proper things and um, show you how to reconcile, show you what mistakes you're making and how to best improve. Now, I highly recommend that training because then you can have someone um, review it on a quarterly basis. You could either have us or somebody else review it on a quarterly basis. But if bookkeeping is not your (laughs) career (laughs) and not what you're doing, you just want to save yourself some money, I highly recommend doing some sort of training or finding an accountant or someone that can review your books prior or help you um, just understand how you're categorizing things, how to reconcile and so on. Um, Because mistakes, a lot of mistakes are made. And keep in mind that not every tax accountant will review your books for accuracy when they're doing your tax return. Mm -hmm. And why is that important? Well, let's say you miss $10,000 worth of transactions. What's going to happen there? I mean, you're going to pay tax on, you know, on that $10,000. So So it's really, really important to have good and accurate books. Yeah. No, I love that. That's so true. Yeah. Um, And again, like I said, I feel like it's something we do, but we're not like super excited about. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Nobody, I don't think anybody gets excited about that. You know, um, what I will say is that we plan on launching um, a bookkeepers, um, we're calling it the Bookkeeper Academy. And that this is even for small business owners that want to learn how to do their bookkeeping. But if you want to start a bookkeeping business, this is also good for people like that. Oh, awesome. When are y'all launching that? Um, June is probably one of them that's coming up. Perfect. Because I mean, I have to like, I feel like too, and I know just from my personal experience, sometimes like, you know, do you find that business owners might be like a little embarrassed? Almost like, oh, I've not done the best job. So I'm kind of reluctant to even to go go there. Yeah, Yeah. 100%. You know, a lot of what I speak on, especially with women business owners is that people do get embarrassed about their finances. And it's one of those things that we have to learn how to take that, you know, that, um, what is it called? Uh, Stigma Mm -hmm. away and just sort of lift it. Because here's the thing that we all start in messy beginnings, we all weren't like born to know, Oh, Hey, I know how to be a business owner. Nobody teaches you these things. Even if you went to college, I, I have a master's degree. They didn't teach me. Even when I started my business, Mm -hmm. I had to learn what all the things that I didn't know, of course, because I'm in taxation, I learned a lot more, right? (laughs) Yeah. So I have a better grasp on those things, but nobody teaches you that kind of stuff. So, you know, I know that it's difficult to say, like, don't be embarrassed, but the key there is just for you to understand that you're not the only one. You're not the only one that started messy. You're not the only one that has, you know, a negative balance or 
what is it, a loss, a business loss, the first year, two years, three years, mm-hmm. it happens. Um, and it's just one of those things that we have to get past that embarrassment of being judged and feeling stupid because we're not, nobody taught you. And here's your opportunity to learn and, um, and then get, get with someone that's going to teach you. And that's where we're big on that. We like to equip our clients with skills, with tools so that they're able to feel more confident about what they're doing. Yeah. Oh, I love that because it goes so far. Like, you know, when you can understand it and feel confident in something and any kind of skill, you know, like I see that Mm -hmm. in my industry a lot, like marketing, because people are kind of same thing. They don't understand the reports that their marketing agency is giving them, but they don't really want to ask the question because Mm -hmm. they don't really know what they're asking. But yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Cause then you're like, Oh my gosh, what am I looking at? Okay. Sure. I understand it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's like, what there's 20 acronyms on this page. I have no idea. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I hear you. (laughs) I love that. I love the bookkeeper Academy idea. Like I think that'll be huge for business owners. That's awesome. Yeah. We're excited to have that for people. Yay. Okay. So kind of shifting gears to some of the questions I love to ask, um, all my guests, mm-hmm. um, like what are some apps that you couldn't live without in your business that you use all the time? Ooh, apps. I mean, or we, software or, you I'm know, we use like QuickBooks. That. I'm all, <laughs> that's something QuickBooks, um, apps. Uh, we use 17 hats. That's another mm-hmm. one. We have CRM. So we use Lizio as our client portal. So yeah, there's quite a few things that, that we have to use to get ourselves organized and mainstream and all that good stuff. You know, we have to move along with technology. So, so <laughs> QuickBooks is the big one. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Um, and then what is the fate, like your favorite way or like the most effective way that y'all, you know, market your business? Um, honestly, we've grown significantly just by Instagram, like doing a lot of informational videos on Instagram. So if anybody wants to look me up, I'm under Damari gold. Um, we also have one for the accounting firm is TGS accounting. Um, but Damari gold, I teach a lot of different, um, areas, different things about taxation, giving, you know, uh, good tips on what could be deductible for you. So if you're just starting out learning, you know, it's a great way to, to do that, but that's, that's the majority of our marketing, some of that. And then, um, ads. (laughs) ads. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> ads are always good. They always like yeah. serve a purpose and get the job done for sure. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and then also to, um, you know, you kind of touched on like, <laughs> and I agree the learning curve of being an entrepreneur is so high. And I think it constantly pushes us out of our comfort zone, even though sometimes we don't really want to go out of them. Um, but what tips do you have for business owners that, you know, to get out of their comfort zone to help their business grow? You know, something that I don't think gets talked about a lot is mental health. Mm -hmm. So um, it's very, very important when you're in business for yourself, because there is this huge sense of responsibility. And depending on where you are in your business, if you're the only person sort of providing, for example, like us, um, our firm, you know, it's with my partner, my life partner. And sometimes those things can be difficult. Although we have a good relationship here and out of here, um, there's a lot of responsibility because we have to provide for our family. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that we carry with us, especially when it comes to money and 
understanding where we are financially and feeling like, oh my gosh, when am I going to, you know, how am I getting ahead and so on. So I think it's very, very important to understand maybe your, even your relationship with your sales, your relationship with the money you earn with where you are in life and all these things. And honestly, a lot of that can take a toll on your mental health. So, um, very important to know that as a business owner, you're not alone. There are many people out there that feel that sense of responsibility. People often think that having a nine to five job means that you have some sense of security, but it's a false sense, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think that when you go and venture on your own to become a business owner, you want to have the control per se, or feel like you have the potential to earn more or earn what you want. Right. Mm -hmm. And when you're not feeling like you're meeting those expectations for yourself or whatever goals you have set for yourself, it can really take a toll, I think in your mental state. So, um, you know, seek help, either therapy, any type of spiritual coach or anything like that. I have, I have spiritual coaches. I have therapists. I do a lot of, a lot of personal (laughs) growth type things for the same reason. Yeah. Oh, I love that. It's so true. Um, And I feel like, you know, because we're so tied, it it kind of intertwines our personal and our business lives, you know, when we're running our own business. And it's easy to kind of get off balance, you know, and just kind of like, okay, I got to keep going. You know, I've got client work, I've got this deadline, you know, and push our our needs to the back burner for, and especially as women, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. If if you have a family, you have other people that are depending on you, very, very difficult. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, like that stress of like, at least this was when I first started my business because I, my my husband stays home and homeschools our children and he's an amazing cook and does all that, but you know, it's all, it's all on me, you know? So, (laughs) and that could make you feel like a huge sense of responsibility that Mm -hmm. if I don't do this or if I'm not on point or doing Mm -hmm. and going and all that stuff, then it's all going to fall apart. Yep. And so that happens quite often. And I know that people think that it's easy to just start a business and leave your, you know, regular nine to five job, but it's not, it's very risky and not to say that you shouldn't do it. I'm just saying, you know, prepare yourself for the growth ahead, prepare yourself (laughs) because it's a very big personal growth. You know, Mm -hmm. it's one of those things that will test and bring out the ugly in you, yep. all the insecurities that you didn't know you still had <laughs> right. will definitely come out. Yes. Oh God. It's so true. And yeah. And I know, you know, I know there are some people that hit it big quickly, you know, like if you see them on Instagram, but mm-hmm. I don't want to say that that doesn't happen as much. Cause I don't really know, but I don't, my experience has been a lot longer. <laughs> so mm-hmm. just like you said, know what you're kind of getting into, but it is awesome. It's exciting. I can't imagine like working for someone, you know? Yeah. And sometimes, you know, people that hit that success quick, same thing, like they don't know how to handle it. Yeah. They don't know what, you know, what to do and they can fall crash. And this is why a lot of people have, you know, a hard time sometimes when, when things aren't going as great as they once were. Right. So it is a thing of pacing yourself and understanding what you're trying to accomplish, you know, what you want to do for yourself and not just what you see other people do or, you know, measuring yourself based on other people's performance or what they have, or, you know, their measure of success. Cause I can 100% tell you, I've worked with so many different people. <laughs> I see every kind of financial situation and that plays a part into even my own life, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I've seen people make millions of dollars and they still feel insecure. 
Right. So, yeah. So it's just, you know, all of that is a matter of your mindset and a matter of your relationship to money Mm -hmm. and to how you feel towards it. It can block your sales. It can block, you know, how you spend so many different aspects of your life. So I highly do. I do encourage every person that is in the entrepreneur space that is considering doing that or going a hundred percent full-time in their business that you seek you know, someone that can help you in that realm. Yeah, I agree. I totally do. It's funny how such a, you know, I mean, money, you think of it, but it, it evokes so many emotions, you know? It really does. It really does. It <laughs> evokes every kind of emotion. So it, you know, when you don't, whether when you don't have it, when you make it, when you don't make it, it's just <laughs> like every single thing. I often share with people when I say, you know, think of your first experience with money um, with your parents, because normally that's our first experience mm-hmm. is what did they teach you or what did you take from it? So for me, it was my mom. I'm a first generation American. Mm-hmm. So my mom was constantly hustling and she was working every type of angle, like she would clean houses and she would repurpose things and sell them. Mm -hmm. And we'd go to yard sales. And I just remember her like constantly finding ways to make money and survive. Mm -hmm. And so for me, a hundred percent survival mode is something that I default to. Mm So it, it's just something that I have to work through because no matter what I've always been taking care of, thank God for in the universe for where I am today in life, but it still comes to me. It's still part of ingrained in me that if I don't work hard, that if I don't do, I'm not going to earn, I'm not going to receive, I'm not going to have. And so, you know, these are things that obviously now we're getting into a more like woo woo type thing, (laughs) more spiritual type thing. But if you want to think about it in a light way, I mean, think of your first experience with money and how you are behaving towards it now that correlates with that first experience. And do you find yourself constantly going towards that, that area, that space in your life? Yeah, totally. And I think, you know, nine times out of 10, if people do take that time to look at it and think about it, they'll see the pattern that yes, they are, you know? Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. We all did. I mean, we don't know it's a, you know, it's like in our subconscious, so we don't know it, but Mm -hmm. that's the behaviors we, we act in. And, and sometimes we don't realize that we're doing it, but if you dig further, you'll, you'll find it. You'll see. (laughs) Yeah, totally. And even, you know, like seeing it and recognizing, cause so for instance, my, my, experience was we would kind of go and like not almost feast or famine type and so and growing up and um I've noticed you know in times when I do really well it's almost this when's the shoe gonna drop mentality you know that Uh dread and that I've had to really really work on overcoming (laughs) yeah exactly and and think about it like maybe you've had really successful months and then all you can think about instead of you know being grateful for that moment or for being there and just maybe planning and just knowing like the first thing is, yeah. When is the shoe going to drop? When is this going to be pulled from under me? When is, you know, all of these bad things happening. And so, yeah, a hundred percent. I think a lot of business owners go to those spaces, but we don't realize we're doing it. Yeah. And it's so very important for us to recognize those areas in our life. Totally. Yeah. And I think I've said it before on the podcast and kind of going back to what you were saying, like, you know, we weren't taught a lot of these things, even in college, but they have such an impact on our business, you know, and our personal lives. But, you know, 
like it's really worth looking into and digging around. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It is. You know, let's touch on even a little bit like sales. If you don't feel worthy of making a certain amount of money, because a lot of times we base our service or whatever we're doing, even though let's say we're great at what we do, we base it on our current need. Mm -hmm. So if you say like, nobody's going to want to pay me this, you know, again, where's that coming from? What, what makes you think that nobody wants to pay for that? That's number one. Number two, if you're just like, oh, all I need to do is make, all I need to make is $50 an hour. And then I have these mentalities myself. So don't think that you're alone in that if you're there. Right. All I have to make is $50 an hour. Why, you know, now you're just computing or thinking of how do I survive? Mm-hmm. How do I, how do I measure my service and what I want to do just to survive as opposed to how do I measure myself and my service on me thriving and actually creating the life that I want or doing certain things the way that I want. You know what I mean? So we start at that low point because we're just thinking about our current situation and how to survive in our current situation. Yeah. Like placing a cap on it, you know, like coming at it from a totally different mindset instead of just, yeah, like, like you said, how will this thrive? And, you know, knowing that we're worth charging, you know, it doesn't have to be astronomical, whatever you feel like is fair and awesome that you feel good about, but don't come at it saying like, I need it to be this. So I'm just going to price it at this, you know? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. This is, <laughs> I love where this talk is headed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. Um, yeah. So do you, so I was going to ask, I go into the favorites, but, um, I was going to ask what your favorite book is, but I'm curious, do you have like a favorite book on money or anything like that? Um, um, yeah, I do. Um, I'll tell you both. My favorite book on, uh, my favorite book overall is the alchemist. Uh, it's been um, recommended. Yeah. I have not read it yet though. I need to, you haven't. No. Yeah. It's so good. You should definitely read it. That one's a really good one. And the book I like is feel free to prosper. Mm-hmm. Um, it starts off a little like slow, but she's not as slow as some other ones, but, but really she's talking a lot about the subconscious mind. So if you can stick to it and just listen to it, um, I like it because of that, because of the realization of how many things we function or the way we function in that area of our lives and don't realize how money is such a big part of that. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Okay. I have not heard of that one, but I'm going to put oh, it on you haven't? Yeah, mm. it's good as well. Yeah. Awesome. I just, uh, somebody recommended happy money. Have you heard of that? Um, no, I haven't. Um, Happy money. Okay. Yeah. It's, it sounds really good. He's a Japanese guy. They call him like the Marie Kondo of finances or or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've only gotten through like the first chapter, which I really need to get it together for the book club, which are halfway through the month. um, (laughs) It's really cool. Again, talking about the energy of money and all of that. Um, so it's pretty interesting. That's uh, yeah. I'm going to have to look that one up. I have like audible and these other ones. Yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah. And what's your favorite drink? Drink like alcoholic drinks. No. Any, anything. <laughs> We've gotten water, uh, sparkling water, coffee, any, coffee, all kinds of yeah, things. I always have to have my coffee. Yeah. Coffee. Same. And yeah, right now I think, I think I'm into some Chardonnay. Mm. They have this one called wines till Friday. They sell it at Sprouts over here. And that one's been right now my, my jam. Oh, that sounds perfect. Cause it's like kind of springy weather. So like, yeah, white sounds awesome. I know as you can see, it's all sunny. <laughs> um, what's your favorite thing to do to relax? Mm, 
I, you know, I call myself an active senior, even though <laughs> and senior age yet, but, um, I golf, um, I go to yoga. So, um, at home, but just kind of some and stuff. I know it sounds super cliche, but those are the things <laughs> I like to do to get myself centered and, and a little bit more mentally relaxed because yeah. that's the majority of what I need is mental relaxation. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Like working with numbers, it makes my head hurt even thinking yeah. about like working with numbers. <laughs> I <know. laughs> yeah, I know. Working with numbers, working with every type of tax situation, right. so many things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite thing to watch if you watch anything? Um... I haven't, what have I watched lately? So we were watching something on Netflix. I mean, I pretty much, I feel like I've watched everything on Netflix. I know. <laughs> what was this last time? It's that new one where the girl is like, a, she's, she's the swindler or something like that, but I can't I don't <laughs> I don't remember. Know. <laughs> yeah. Right now it's like, it's a little bit difficult for us to watch TV because we get home so late. So, um, I don't think I have anything unless I'm all, if anybody has recommendations, cause I, I swear probably prior to this, I've already watched everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I haven't. Yeah. I watch like reruns of arrested development. That's about it. Oh, so do I you? No <laughs> yeah. See, I haven't even seen that one. I don't know. Yeah, okay. I'm trying to think, is there anything I've seen? Yeah, no, I haven't seen anything lately. You'll, you can catch up in the summer. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. No, that's pretty much it. Then I'll hear all the, all the stuff and I'm like, oh, okay, now I can binge watch right. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Um, and lastly, where's your favorite place to visit or travel to? Visit? Well, I like anything tropical, the beach. Mm -hmm. I, our office is in Huntington beach. I enjoy just being by the ocean, by the water, anywhere tropical is really like I just enjoy that type of uh, weather and atmosphere mm -hmm. and being by the ocean and just relaxing. Um, so I wish I, I could say that I've been to way more places, but um, oh, here we go to Lake Havasu. So that's one of our favorite places to go together. Nice. I've never been there, but <clears throat> I don't know why, but it was like a spring break destination back oh, in the yeah. <laughs> late nineties when I graduated. High school. Oh yeah. That too. Yeah. I mean, it's always known as a party thing, but if you go like an off season, mm -hmm. when just when there's no holidays and things like that, it's, it's really nice. It's nice to be out in the water. It's calm water. It's just really pretty. Yeah. That's, is that in Arizona, right? It is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. It's like borderline Arizona, California. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Well, awesome. Well, yeah, this has been such a fun conversation. Where can, um, what's your website, social media, everything that every like people can find you and find learn you. more. Yeah. It's Damari gold, or, um, you can find my website, damarigold.com or tgsaccounting.com. Awesome. And it's also just Damari gold on Instagram and same for the accounting rate. Right? That TGS account. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I'll put all that again in the podcast notes. Nice. Well, awesome. Well, thank you for sharing all of your tips and, you know, just, um, I I really enjoyed our conversation. Um, and it was super, I feel helpful as well from just more like from a spiritual and like a tactical. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's why I always say I'm not your daddy's accountant. Yeah. I'm definitely different in that sense. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, awesome. Well, um, thanks for joining me this week and thanks, thanks for having me. Awesome. Yeah. I'm so glad we were able to catch up. Um, yes, definitely. <laughs> awesome. Thanks for listening everyone. And we'll be back next week. Hey y'all. Hope you found that episode helpful. Um, I know I did. I was taking so many notes during the episode. Um, so yeah, I really hope you found that helpful. If you need any help with your accounting or bookkeeping, 
please feel free to reach out to Damari. Her information is in the podcast notes. Um, If you need any help with your marketing, please feel free to reach out to me. I have a few different options of working together that I'd love to share with you. So yeah, um, have a great day. Thanks for listening and I'll be back on Thursday.